Hello, kids. Richard Patrick of Filter is here. We're on Clark Street in front of Metro tonight. Filter headlining the final night of Cold Waves. It's car con carne. You've always been in that industrial orbit. Mm-hmm. Have you always been, what's the word, accepted by the industrial scene? It seems... Wow. I, I mean, uh, I don't know if we've ever been that accepted, but, I mean, industrial was like... So back in, like, you know, the 80s, when I was trying to get a record deal at the age of 17, um... They said, oh, you sound too much like, you know, New Wave or something mm-hmm. like that. And so I was really butthurt, and I was I was talking to my friend, and he was like, yeah, you should maybe you should just listen to different music. And I was like, okay. And then my friend Dave Soleil came over, and he played me The Land of Rape and Honey by Ministry. And it was as if everything that I loved about The Clash had merged with everything that I loved about synthesizers <laughs> that had merged with everything that I'd loved about punk and it was it was industrial and then within five seconds he's like okay so those guys ministry are Al Jorgensen and Paul Barker who I just literally videoed on stage just playing a few minutes ago at the Metro and I, then I got into, in 1987, I got into this record that I stumbled upon called You Goddamn Son of a Bitch by the Revolting Cox. And so I had really, really just adhered to this music. It was all like dance, but it was heavy and mean. And dark. And dark. And then I like really got into it and I was like drinking and smoking and like I ran into my buddy that told me you should listen to some new music and he he was like I've got a record contract what have, what has gotten into you and I'm like all I listen to is skinny puppy and ministry and like the revolting cocks and I don't care about anything I'm a total nihilist and ah, I hate fascism and blah and he was like well fucking a dude come and join my band we're gonna go on tour it's called nine inch nails and that was it. And that was it. And for us to play on that tour, the Metro, was because there's there's records that like I grew up with, like the Greek theater, mm-hmm. like Neil Diamond talks about the Greek theater and Tree People, God bless you, I'm singing for you too. And then there's Red Rocks, you know, U2 sure. playing Red Rocks. And all of my friends have gotten to play those places. And I have not been able to play those places, but I have been able to play the Metro. And that's like that's like three on my list, and I at least got to play one, and that was huge to me. And so I played the Metro back in 1989. I played the Metro in 1995 with, uh, with Filter. Then I played the Metro again in, in, in like 2006 with... Uh, army of anyone it feels like you would have played metro more 
But I guess you kind of you well, blew, you blew up bigger because than, after a short bus, it was probably but, bigger venues. But I was playing stuff with Q101, mm-hmm. and we were playing and like in like the one gig that we begged was to do the Double Door, right? And um, and there were some other shows, and we played the Riviera, which yeah. was another you know, in case you didn't sh- feel like showing up, which was the the minis- the other ministry movie that I mm-hmm. always wanted to do, but talk about dangerous looking yeah yeah and um so it's it's a it's a crazy night to be here and like i knew this was going to be off the chain and i was really excited about it and i can't actually wait to get on because i'm we did a sound check today and my voice felt like it was just the best it's ever felt in so long so i'm just gonna scream like a (laughs) motherfucker That's that's what we're counting on yeah that's what you do yeah that's it's it's I feel really good and I feel really excited to play. So. Well, we're excited to see you. And what's interesting, we are now. This is an anniversary year for Filter. Yeah. Title of record, twenty, 20 years, which seems unthinkable. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. Now this is a record you said uh, you barely survived making. Yes. Oh, I was fully drug laden, just absolutely exploring the the realm of of addiction that i i mean i knew i was gonna have to quit drinking and and using alcohol and drugs but i figured it's not as bad as it could be because i wasn't into crack and i wasn't into heroin and i was doing things like mushrooms and you know and other stuff so it was a bit mind expansion-y kind of feeling um and I was in this massive relationship with Darcy from the Smashing Pumpkins. And that was a secret. And so much so that I just realized that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was fully in this completely secret relationship with a girl that I was writing every song about and like, you know, I'm not the only one and and Skinny and just all this, just every time. Skinny's I one of my favorite songs off that album Thank by you. far. Yeah, and um, just every single song was about her. And she's like, she's like, Rich, someone told me I should get royalties. You you write about me so much, and you know it's just amazing. And you know they were playing like stadiums, yeah. and she would come in and like you know come to visit me and like and like like you know secretly park her massive truck she always had an m like it's some massive f something because she's has horses and it's a stable and everything and she's like you know parking the thing and like running over trees and shit and like coming up to see me you know what i mean and i just i i was like i can't believe that like arguably the hottest girl of the 90s is like my secret girlfriend and like I couldn't talk and it was just um I just felt really special and like I can't believe my life has turned into this thing of like you know I was you know I was really making it I was really making this 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 amazing record that has stood the test of time and I mean I didn't know that it would but like I, I was just super glad to have been a part of the entire scene in general. Yeah. Whether it was industrial, like we were talking about earlier, or just you know just rubbing elbows with Billy Corgan and Trent and all these and all of this 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 life that I've been able to lead. It, it's I've been insanely grateful that I've, I've been considered a part of any music scene, whether it's the 90s or whatever so i mean you know the fact that i'm 
back here at the metro is just insane right now. I love it. Yeah, it's so, really, really crazy. So what do you do on an anniversary year? Are you gonna? We're doing the whole record start to finish. Really? Yeah, and then we're doing, and then we're doing like maybe a half an hour of like the other, you know, the other songs from Short Bus and Amalgamat and you know Jurassic and Can't You Trip Like I Do, and we'll we'll do like kind of like a a, a best of you know the past you know 15 years after that record and mm -hmm. before that record uh or no 20 years 20, it's crazy 25 yeah 25 years of of making music and that's it for this this year you know and then next year i'm working on a record called they've got us right where they want us at each other's throats which is just about the trump administration and, and i'm i'm losing fans hand and fist because I'm just, I can't believe what's going on with our country. I can't believe, uh... I can't believe that you're not, not that you're not allowed. I can't believe that people won't allow you to yeah. question things. We're, I, that's where we're we at in history. A, we got canceled. Right. In El Paso, uh, In right? El Paso because I said I was going to bash on the president. I was going to, I was going to... Uh, not literally, but like I was, I was, I was going to pick on the president and like, you know, you, what? Well, and here's like, the thing. What? They this, canceled us. This is know? a military like, town, but let the record show. Filter I, historically but, uh, supports but, the truth. I mean, the irony is we're, that we're military. We are so fucking military. Our, one of our bass players joined the military after 9-11. Then we had some in the years following 9-11. Then we had I've been to Iraq. I've been to Afghanistan. I've played 20 shows in Iraq during the surge, like during when they were at war. We were mortared in in, in Tikrit and Tikrit. We were in Kirkuk. We were mortared. We had a we had an attack in uh, Bagram Air Base. Uh, a mortar came in. This sounds like you the know, kind of thing that would put everything in life in perspective. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the reality was is we were in an area where you could hear the combat, you could hear the, the you know, you could hear the, 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 the you know, they would, uh, they were constant, they, they were constant, like, just moments of like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, filter hit the deck you know like what like you know like like fully lying on the ground like you mean a real in uh, a a rocket a one of these cheap weird rockets that the taliban would make would land and it landed a hundred feet from where we were sleeping so this is this and it didn't go off it was a dud but it was landed and this is the kind of shit these guys this is why I, I have such a massive appreciation for the military but the reason why like my grandfather fought in one two and korea so he was in one as a courier he was in two as like a in the rear with the gear but still like part of the you know the the, the engineering and mm -hmm. stuff like that that went with it and then three he was um he was he was all the way up to a colonel in Korea. Wow. The reason why they fought was because I'm supposed to fucking bitch. Yeah. You're supposed to bitch and complain. The the protesting of uh, being an American and and being upset at your country, not hating the country, trying to improve upon the country. Listen, the only way you're going to do anything is to make complaints and to into better uh, the country is to is to protest and and so 
it's it's had a very costly effect on my band, but I, I feel like everyone should be fucking up in arms saying shit against you know I. There's 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 some celebrities that are never gonna fucking like say anything about it because they're worried about their record sales or you know their their streams and all mm-hmm. their so I don't know I just it, that's what I learned from Ministry and Skinny Puppy and 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 the Revolting Cox and and the Clash and yeah. John Lennon and Bono and you know Joe Strummer and you know that that was the whole deal is to is to make the is to make the stink and 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 flip off people and you know and and be punk rock and get canceled i actually the the cancellation didn't even bother me number one you know we you know i got i got you know through the grapevine i heard that carl bernstein was like hey congratulations dude good job good on you you know like carl bernstein you know yeah be yeah. his his son max is a friend of ours got and, it okay and you know just just amazing little nods from pete berg the director and my brother robert and you know hey rich good job and you know get canceled and you know and that kind of stuff lets you know that you're on the right track and that's what mm-hmm. punk rock is all about and and industrial and the, all of it, it rock comes and, from rock and roll period rock and roll baby rock and rock and roll man you know what i mean so jumping uh, jumping from title of record was amalgamate where all the wheels came off i think so amalgamate was like i'm trying to to stay afloat with my drug problem and I'd spent a ton of money on the record and it didn't it didn't connect to me as much as I wanted it to internally even though it's a fucking great record it really is like uh, the, the the huge missed opportunity of of the only way is the wrong way not getting the the push to radio because that would have been a massive hit for us but i was so sick from being on booze and and drugs that i had to i had to cancel the entire tour and just as the record came out and i went into rehab and and it was worse timing Mm -hmm. but there's never a good time to get sober of course but i'm sober and i'm alive and i really wish like I could somehow re-release that as a single or something and and put it out again. Twenty twenty three, maybe, maybe twenty twenty three. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, it was two thousand three, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. it could come out. Maybe I could redo it or something. It's you know, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I also have, I have uh, music that I'm doing right now that I think is great. So you know, you never really, you never really give up on anything. You know. I, I want to jump around a little bit. Staying on the addiction topic for a moment, you're playing Cold Waves. This whole four-day festival is built upon the need to take care of people who may think there's nowhere left to go. Service mm-hmm. industry people, certainly musicians. As someone who's been through all that dark shit, as yeah. someone who's come through the other side, what does it mean to play something like this? Above and beyond doing a headlining yeah. filter show, <clears throat> there, there's some heft to this. The... The biggest, most important thing that I've ever been a part of is recovery. And every few days, I'll answer an email, whether it's on Facebook or it's social media in general, 
and it'll be a person crying out for help saying how did you do it and I and I just say the same thing I said dude you gotta believe in yourself but let me tell you if I can do it you can do it and giving back to the to the world especially all those alcoholics and drug addicts that are out there it's completely possible to get sober sure and that's what people and it's never it's never an option suicide is never an option because we are on this tiny little ball and we're just conscious enough to know that our life on this tiny little planet is finite and this is it we all won the lottery when we when our moms got pregnant uh-huh. we won the lottery on trillions of different sperm and several different eggs that we could have ended up being and here we are we're conscious and we're and we're around and this is it this is it baby we got one chance to live on this planet and be alive and don't give up because it's uh uh, you know it's hard it's 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 of course it's hard but don't give up try to survive and try and understand where you are in this great huge amazing galaxy this universe and you know cosmos baby get into cosmos learn about your 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 place in the universe it's amazing so as much as we talked about your past I do want to acknowledge you've been very prolific for the past 10 years or so I mean mm-hmm. you've been really busy in fact I would say Crazy Eyes three years ago. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a direct line. To, as we talk about this industrial through oh, line, yeah. that's. Well, the newest record that I'm doing is fully. You can hear like you can hear ministry. You can hear like you can hear my my influences for sure. Um, the influences that made me who I am. But at the same time. Um, it's there's some slow kind of trap beats that I'm mm-hmm. using, and you know I've always been a little bit of like uh, I like the like the Clash was like hey we're gonna do rap we're gonna do you know reggae we're gonna do punk we're gonna do and it was kind of like uh, that was kind of where I came from yeah like yeah, Sandy bonkers yeah it's all over the place I want to do take a picture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to make that luscious, gooey, gorgeous guitar sound that, like, The Edge would do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I still have, you know, uh, I still have a softer side. I still like doing falsetto, even though I can scream, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so, I think it's important to, to, to kind of explore those sounds. But I am getting angrier and angrier yeah. in, in kind of... I think it's it's like this this new record that I'm doing they got us right where they want us at each other's throats. It's the first time I'm like fucking swearing in every song. Like I'm and I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to swear more. It's not some calculation. Yeah. It's just just pouring at out of you. Some point, like a motherfucker is gonna, you know what I mean? You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna fucking swear during this administration. This, this fucking crazy ass shit. So. I don't know, but yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I and I I constant and I do the other thing is is you know, you got to have a side hustle in this town. In this, and that's town. why you're a Lyft driver. 
<laughs> no, I'm not a Lyft driver, but I do do movie scores. I love Makes doing film sense. scores, and and that we first heard filter on a movie soundtrack. Like, yeah, you, you, it's 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 always lent itself to being extremely um, cinematic. Yeah. So I've met some great directors, and they're just like, "Yo, dude, I've already tempted in. Hey, man, nice shot to this movie. You know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm working on this movie. Uh, it's called." Um, Irene's uh, Garden and it stars Ryan Phillippe and uh, you know the director's like I've already tempted in Hey Man Nice Shot I'm like yeah dude no we're not going to do Hey Man Nice Shot again we're going to do this song like what do you think of this song he's like oh my god it's even better you know so it's it's great I'm like oh okay so you just want some straight up old school like filter kind of vibe he's like yeah I'm like okay because I've been learning. I've been learning. That. I've been learning how to score for the past like four years. So like you know, it makes total sense. Yeah, I mean, that, that sense of drama you convey in your writing that totally lends itself to film. Yeah, it's 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 fun as shit. That's all I know. It's it's super fun. So. Now you are headlining. If you're watching this on Facebook Live, Filter is headlining Metro tonight. I don't want to take up too much more of your time because you have to get ready to perform. Um, yeah, you're talking about new music. Is the Pledge Music album, is that just going to be like your Prince Black album? Is that just on a shelf now? That's... So, Brian Lee's gang, who is just missing in action, he's just this guy that is just... He... Rumor has it, he's in London. Okay. And he's with his buddy Tom Bodian. And, um, you know, it just... He's one of these guys. He just... I guess he just doesn't want it as much as I did, and I I love him and uh, a lot of history. Uh, I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. Seriously. Um, so I took the songs from Rebus and I just incorporated them okay, into. That's what I was kind of wondering. Because I can't truly finish the record if Brian's not around, and he's just never around. He's just this guy that's like. You know, he's done three records in his career, and I've done like eight. And and I, I, I try and pump out as much music as I can, and I like to work really fast. You know, gosh, there was a time when Title of Record took four years to make. Yeah. And a lot of that was because, Brian, what are you doing? Are we going to get together? Are we going to work? And, and then he left, and I had to kind of rethink where I was in music. And then I worked with Ray DeLeo, and I worked with uh, Gino a little bit on mm -hmm. that record. And But I've really had to kind of step it up and learn how to just be on my own. And, you know, I, I got away from the computer a, a lot during the last 20 years. But this last four years, I have just dove into the studio. Like, I have just... I've become a whiz at um, taught yourself how to do stuff. Logic Pro X, mm -hmm. and I just won't rely on anyone. I just go in there by myself. My studio is so fucking decked out. I, you know, I started. It's very humble. You'll see on Instagram, like, okay, here's my laptop, and then here's my desktop, and then here's my, you know, I brought some guitars in from storage, and then now again, now it's too big for my house, and I'm moving it into this, this commercial place, and. And now it's just like this, like laser lit. There's <laughs> just fucking vibe central, blue lights, and just all kinds of cool shit. And I just sit there by myself, and I I, I Facetime my friends and go like, "What are you doing? 
help me with these lyrics or you know like uh, that's what brian lee's gang was amazing at lyrics because mm. i was doing a lot of the music with him he would send in tracks and i would send in tracks and then we would sit there and kind of work on them and but he would do these great lyrics so that's something i miss from brian but like he did write like three or four songs with me on this new album and i think what you said independent of music i think that's where the world is at i mean we're all in the internet in the technological age we're in we're all kind of figuring out how to do the things we do on our own I, i'm doing yeah. a ra- i'm doing a radio show in my car i know <laughs> i know and it's a great idea Thanks. you know it's a great idea it's a yeah the, you know little pump fucking put it on his fucking website it's you know soundcloud yeah and then it just went viral right. you know billy eilish started it with her brother and they just put it on soundcloud you know, and she's the biggest fucking. It's like thirty-seven million Instagram followers for Billie Eilish. Uh-huh. She, the chick is fucking eighteen at the most. At seventeen, uh-huh. like it's really truly amazing how how liberating it is to just it, the people share. It shares. It share. It's just like if 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 like you know. It's just like when people word of mouth, like when Nine Inch Nails made it, or word of mouth mm-hmm. when Ministry made it, or or Filter, or, yeah. or you know, hey, you got to check out this band. Hey, you got to check out that. But it's so instant, and it's so. That's it. It's the immediacy. Yeah. All right, Richard. Again, I don't want to waste too much more of your time. You've you're, you've got a show to headline tonight. I do. I got to go play. Yeah. We love your band. We love you tonight at Metro, and then the title of record anniversary. Fuck yeah. It's good to be here, and I'll be back soon. Richard Patrick, go listen to some Filter. That's your homework.